Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andrew Goldstein, as my mum used to call me when I hadn't done my room. Andrew, do your room! Is how she would never sound. And we start with a Spurs legend claiming that Harry Kane might not leave the club this summer, despite looking set to be involved in the biggest transfer saga of the summer. We'll hear from Gabby Ogbonlahor, Robbie Fowler and Danny Murphy on Kane's potential destination if he does leave. But first, this is Glenn Hoddle, Sir Glenn Hoddle, speaking exclusively to TalkSport 2 on why the England captain could still be in the Spurs shirt next season. It's not like he's coming to the end of his contract or he's only got a year left. Who knows? He might still stay at Tottenham because of the circumstances. I know he wants to go. We, we all know that now. I can't blame him if he if he feels that uh, a move will get him the success that he that he wants. Um, he's been very loyal to Tottenham. I don't think any fan they'll all be gutted like myself, but mm. I don't think they can blame him. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking there's only there's a limited amount of teams that he could go to. I yeah. don't know if Harry wants to go abroad or not. He's 28. It's going to be slightly limited to what clubs will pay that sort of money. So you know, it's it's not it's not over and done with it, <laughs> as such. Harry Kane steals away. He goes ahead of Bobby Smith in the Tottenham goal-scoring chart. Harry Kane's body thinking mm-hmm. to himself, oh, I'm the best striker in the Premier League yep. and I'm not winning any trophies. We want to win the Premier League on an FA Cup. We want to go and win the Champions League, like he said. So for me, he, he's going to be dying to move and at least he's doing it respectfully. He's not like some players done in the past where I'm not playing. You know, yeah. he's not going to do that, is he? So I just think that for everyone involved in football, it's just fair. Just let him go. And Harry Kane has done it! In the 88th minute, he scores his 150th Premier League goal. I'm not surprised that there's not going to be a shortage of clubs wanting to take his services. Whether clubs can afford him, I don't know. Now, you look at maybe City, you look at, you know, even even United, they could probably, you know, afford him. I'm not sure Liverpool have got the, uh, you know, the money to, you know, to... You know, to bring in a player of that ilk, um, you know, a player of that, you know, that price. Before I'm talking about Tommy Abraham, I mean, what what a signing he would be for someone like yeah. Tottenham. You know, if Kane's going to go, Tommy Abraham is is a goal scorer. Where's Kane going to go? City. I think City. He, I think he's going to go City. Now, Gareth Southgate's England squad announcement for the Uros is happening today at 1 p.m. With all the reaction on Talksport, where of course you'll hear from the man himself, Gareth Southgate. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Gareth Southgate will now only name a provisional England squad for Euro 2020 later. Talk Sport's England correspondent Faye Carruthers has more. 
The England manager had been due to name his 26-man squad for the tournament, but after taking into account a few ongoing assessments with player injuries and Champions League and Europa League participation, it's expected he'll name between 30 and 32 players potentially before confirming the final squad on the 1st of June. I think a lot of the players that England would ideally like to be fit are kind of racing their way back to fitness. For example, Jack Grealish, we're not sure about his fitness. Jordan Henderson, is he going to make the squad? Um, is he going to make the team even if he makes the squad with his fitness levels? Hasn't played for months. Also, will Maguire even make your side for the Europa final? Exactly, and then if he, if he doesn't make that, is he going to make the, the, the first England game? There's a lot of question marks about key players for England that are absolutely at the worst possible time, to be honest. But it shouldn't come as any surprise that the back end of the Premier League... You know, I suppose you could say a lot of these injuries happened earlier on, but the back end of the Premier League, when things are getting at their most intense, that this is where we're getting a lot of injuries. It, it's no surprise at all that, generally speaking, going into a major tournament, England get an injury at the worst possible time. Oh, yeah. what a surprise. You know, we have a very competitive league. We have a very physical league. We have a lot of games. You know, it's a very draining league. It's no surprise at all that the players who are unsurprisingly key players, and they play a lot because they're key players, um, end up getting injuries towards the back end of the season. And unfortunately, we're in that situation again. And England are going to have to hope, I think, rather than expect that some of these key players get back and are ready to play in time for the European Championships. Otherwise, we have got some problems in the making because if all of these players, these key players, are not fit, all of a sudden England's chances go from being very good to being quite good. Do you see the benefit of naming a squad now? Is it, is it not like a bit like, Joe, I'm having a birthday party in a couple of weeks' time. At the moment, you're on the provisional list. I'll let you know a couple of days before the party whether or not you come in. What about some of the players that want to know whether they want to go on holiday or not? Well, they still won't. When will they know? Well, if they're in the squad, they're in the squad. They're in, you know, they're they're part of the plans. So there might be a couple of. Yeah, but it's not that... like you and I are booking holiday, is it? It's well, not like you save up money, and you get your cancellation they fee. Might and am get I... away. They might want to get away, mate. They've had a hard season, these lads. Yeah, they might you... be... Am I involved or not, Gareth? And they say, yeah. Well, I'll, let you, know, I'll let you know on the first of June, Jason. No, we, we want to go away. I want to go away. Well, where do you want to go? Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only a couple of hours away, aren't you? It's the only place we can go right now, Portugal. Everyone's oh, every single footballer that's not going to be involved heads over to Portugal. Right. Well, you're only a couple of hours away, aren't you? The Premier League. Wait till the second. Of, when do you think they're going? Next week. Right, well, you can go sort of next week. <laughs> just wait till the first of June. I just don't see the point of it. Yeah, well, they're all doing it. They're all naming the squad. They want to get the squad out there, don't they? I, don't he's, I mean, he's, he, no, but name the squad mu- then. There must be. A, I mean, there must be a concern because you have got, including Manchester United, you know, seven or eight players that are involved. Now, at go Crystal Palace manager Roy Hodgson may have managed his last match at the weekend on what he described as a very, very emotional occasion. I've added the various there at Anfield. However, Danny Murphy said it might not be the last time we see his former boss in the dugout. First, though, this is Roy exclusively telling Jim White that he has no say on who his successor might be at Sellers Park. No, no, none whatsoever. That's, I don't think that's a, a particularly good idea uh, at any football club. It, it, my thoughts about football clubs are that, you know, when you're with the club, you know, you expect to be treated as you should be treated there and, and given the authority that they've invested in you and allowed to sort of wield that authority. But once you leave the club, I think that's when you step completely aside. You leave it up to other people and, and there's... There is a moment in time when they actually seek you out to try and find you advice. Roy Hodgson will be stepping down as manager of Crystal Palace at the end of the season. Not easy to put into words, Jim. I mean, it's been a very emotional four to five days, you know, since last Tuesday when I sort of made the announcement. I've been literally bowled over by the response and by what's been 
said and all the fantastic messages I had, and also, not least of all, by the treatments, you know, the Guard of Honour on Wednesday and the family reception and the players' reception on Friday. They had a reception for us, which was quite incredible. And then, of course, the game yesterday, where a final game is at Anfield, and it's uh, an occasion very much to remember. So all of those things have got to be processed in my mind. I can hear it in his voice. Some of the wording he uses, he's, he's not making it final, is he? He's not, he's not saying I'm done. He's giving himself a way back in if, if the right opportunity presents itself, whether that be in a more advisory role, whether it be international job. I don't know. My gut feeling is that he's not done yet, just from listening to him. He's been in it 45 years. You know, Incredible, how do you actually. stop? Even I felt a moment of sentiment watching him coming out to the Guard of Honour, which obviously mm. touched him. And I think he's one of those elegant football guys. I wasn't always in the camp that he's the bravest football manager. But you know what? It's all shapes and sizes, isn't it? Mm. And he is a credit to the industry in many ways. Now, is criticism of the new Europa Conference League just football snobbery? Yes, it is, apparently, according to Adrian Durham. And this is Aidan Goffey having a bit of an old Barney about it on Drive. By the way, it is a complete waste of time. Not Drive, the Europa Conference League. When I saw some of the teams that had qualified for it today, I thought this is a chance to reconnect with the soul of football, the joy of football. Now, boy, do Spurs fans need that right now. Everybody's laughing at Spurs for being in this Europa Conference League. What Spurs fans are going to get is a European tour like no other, and they should take full advantage of it because they get to go to places like Sligo, potentially, Helsinki, Bala in Wales, which is on the edge of the Snowdonia National Park. In fact, I've been to all these places I'm mentioning. Hibs in Edinburgh, Feyenoord in Rotterdam, Basel in Switzerland. I don't think it'll be too keen on the Hibs. Go to Sochi in Russia. It's like a Mediterranean holiday. Oh, you love that. It's one of your top five places. Well, they're in it as well. So if Spurs fans go on this European tour and go to places they never dreamed they would go to, what on earth is wrong with that? They're watching their team. You're getting excited about Tottenham possibly playing Linfield. I would get excited about that. And you mentioned as one of your places, Tottenham fans get to go to Hibs. Hey, yippee! Hey, they get to go to Aberdeen as well, Ed. Let's put that on there as well. What's I wrong mean, with that? I, I, why are you being elitist about I'm not being elitist. Now? They, Have you be been dis- to Edinburgh? They it's will beautiful. Be, I go all the time, mate, for golf. So why are you having to go at it, I love going for golf, not to watch and football. Sunshine on Leith at Easter Road Hibs. <laughs> Have you heard that? I've been to Hibs. Sensational. Actually, went to Hibs to watch Hibs versus Hearts. So why are you knocking Many it? Many years ago. Um, but what I'm trying to say to you is this is a competition where it, it can it will be a distraction for the where where Tottenham are at. As I said, we don't know what's going to happen with a few of their players. Whether it be Kane, whether it be Bale, whether it be Ali, whether it be Son, whether it be a few other players, it's a total rebuild. Are they going to be in a position to lose players, buy players, and then risk them playing in this competition when they've got to get back into the elite? Why have they got Because they consider themselves one of the elite clubs in the Premier League. This is TalkSport Daily, and I'm Laura Woods. Now, in previous episodes of the podcast, you might recall Gabby Agbon Lahore being a critic of Leeds United boss Marcelo Bielsa. Well, Gabby admitted that he's actually been surprised at how well they've done this season, although he does make a slight backtrack and thinks that they still might get relegated next year. Mm, come on, Gabby. The way they were playing, you know, it was a bit... Basketball match, wasn't it? I remember. It was I remember. High, wasn't yeah, it? I remember yeah. the game against Manchester United where the I think the last was it six one. I remember like watching the game, thinking like you can't do this. You know, you're right. gonna you're gonna get some bad results. And the last half <laughs> of the season, they've changed their way. They've been so strong defensively. They've um, I think Bielsa's probably learnt that you can't play man for man against the likes of Rashford, the likes of Sterling and get these results. So they've they've adjusted their game. I think still with the attacking threat they've got. And the last um, 
half of the season have been outstanding. Next season's a big season for them because we've seen last season with Sheffield United. I think they finished ninth. I mean, mm-hmm. bit of coincidence oh, there. <laughs> so you, you, you never know what can happen next season. So second season syndrome can always happen to teams. So they've got to start the season off well. Warning, this vehicle is reversing. And after a final day thumping by Man City, which saw Everton finish 10th in the Premier League, Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, is still not sold on Carlo Ancelotti being the answer for the Toffees. And Danny Murphy renewed his uncertainty that the Italian will eventually succeed at Goodison. From day one, although Ancelotti's done so much in his career, thought it was a strange appointment in that he's never really managed the club where they needed such work and such a, in a transitional period. Yes, he can attract good players and he's got that winning mentality, if you like, but most of the clubs he's managed have been top draw clubs with world-class players and he's just tweaking. Walking into that job, it was it was a big ask to be competitive to get in the top four. There was no exact no exact signs to who could do that well, but I did find it a strange one, but they started okay. As the season's gone on, they've got worse. Yeah, we were not good at all, but there is where we have to improve and work on the summer to find the right players to improve the squad. Do we say the Ancelotti effect is bearing fruit because they've finished two plays higher up the league, they've got 10 more points, so... The Ancelotti effect was 18 months into his job. I raised the point about Ancelotti about six months ago about, mm, I'm not sure, I've not been sure since he walked through the door. I spoke to somebody quite some time ago, someone very well known, that knows Ancelotti and questioned it about the whole nature of his appointment, his motivations. And at that time, uh, Everton were in a little bit of ascendancy, so I got a pile on. I don't think you can sit here as Everton fans and say that 10th in the league for Everton is a success. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm, of course, back on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports, by Monday to Thursday from 10pm alongside the fun boy Jason Cundy, building up to the Europa League final, which, of course, is the next night on because there's nothing really else to talk about. Anyway, there will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.